Life Track with Chuck Swindoll is a presentation of Insight for Living Canada. Those who have lived high often die hard. I, I, uh, at times, am really caught up short with the reality of death. I got to tell you something funny that happened to me yesterday morning. It's funny now. It was desperate when it happened to me. I was running early in the morning. The sun wasn't up. The cool breeze was blowing, and I was on Bastion Cherry running along by the cemetery. There is a chain-link fence that encircles this cemetery, and my mind was 100 miles away, and uh, I was coming up the hill, and uh, a fellow who was apparently a caretaker had gotten there early that morning and was kind of hanging on the fence in this position, (laughs) and he was in the shadows behind a kind of a tree and a hill effect, and just about the time I was adjacent to him, he said, well, good morning. How are you today? Oh. I wound up halfway across the street. Good I thought the graves had come out to speak to me. Good question when you go by a cemetery. How are you today? Take a walk through the gravestones. Take a walk. You'll look at big stones and little stones. You'll look at little foot markers. You'll look at little head markers. You'll look at huge, big edifices. And every one of them will have the life of the person in the same kind of etching, a tiny little horizontal stripe between two dates. Date of birth, date of death. And that's life. That's life. And even though you live high, you can die hard. Listen. He was the world's ultimate mystery, so secretive, so reclusive, so enigmatic, that for more than 15 years no one could say for certain that he was alive, much less how he looked or behaved. Howard Hughes was one of the richest men in the world with the destinies of thousands of people, perhaps even governments, at his disposal. Yet he lived a sunless, joyless, half-lunatic life, writes this author. In his later years, he fled from one resort hotel to another, Las Vegas, Nicaragua, Acapulco, and his physical appearance became odder and odder. His straggly beard hung down to his waist. His hair reached to the middle of his back. His fingernails were two inches long. And his toenails hadn't been trimmed for so long they resembled corkscrews. Hughes was married for 13 years to Jean Peters, one of the most beautiful women in the world. But never in that time were the two seen in public together and there is no record of their ever having been photographed together. For a while, they occupied separate bungalows at the Beverly Hills Hotel. And later, she lived in an opulent and carefully guarded French Regency house atop a hill in Bel Air, making secretive and increasingly infrequent trips to be with Hughes in Las Vegas. They were divorced in 1970. Hughes often said, Every man has his price or a guy like me couldn't exist. Yet no amount of money bought the affection of his associates. Most of his employees who have broken the silence report their disgust for him.
Howard Hughes had everything the world had to offer, and yet he was isolated and lonely. His drive for wealth filled his life with futility, resentment, and pain. While money and wealth are not evil, the love of money leads to emptiness and disaster, because you'll always be striving for more. This is Steve Johnson of Insight for Living Canada. Listen to more of Chuck Swindoll's Lifetrack messages at lifetrack.ca. Lifetrack, where life and truth meet.